another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week, we're talking about lumber prices, second jobs, floppy disks, and Pax Romana. Uh, or sorry, the monthly wrap from September. As we take a look back at another month, another host of great articles, listens, books, and other finds from Product Thinking, from this podcast and newsletter, and from around the internet. So here is what you may have missed if you haven't been listening or if you have and want to go back and revisit some of the best uh, of this podcast and this newsletter and other things from September, but also just important ideas to be thinking about. So first off, the art of exploration. Uh, This was, of course, product thinking newsletter and podcast And I have been thinking a lot about ideation and prototyping. So I wrote about those processes in this past month. And I'll quote from that. Exploring ideas is a key part of the design and product development process. To create the best experiences, we need to identify the right problems and then generate many ideas to address and solve those problems. These ideas should be wide ranging, pushing the boundaries of our assumptions and what we think can work. Once we do that, we can begin to narrow our ideas, prioritizing the best ones and developing them further. And eventually, we can communicate our ideas in the form of writing, drawing, or prototypes. Bringing ideas from abstract concepts to reality is a critical part of product and design thinking. The better we understand how to do it, the better we can create the best experiences for our users. So definitely check that one out, The Art of Exploration, and the importance of simplicity. So going along this same thinking, it's so easy to make things more complicated or more complex than they need to be. It often takes more effort to keep things simple. At least that's been my experience. And the tools that we use can contribute to this. I've been experiencing uh, this and wrote about it in this past month. Steve Jobs knew that keeping things simple was the key to a good user experience. We can add two keyboards to an iPad, but users don't need two keyboards to type on. That was a story from the newsletter and the podcast that we referenced. This idea of creating two different types of keyboards for the iPad, one that was more similar to the iPhone keyboard and one that was more similar to the Mac keyboard keyboard and then allowing users to be able to pick which one of those that they wanted. And when that was demoed to Steve Jobs, you know, he used both of them, tested them both out, and then you know made the comment that we only need one, right? And knowing that users need to have the experience simple and intuitive. So it's easy to complicate our work. Many of the tools we use these days make it incredibly easy to add more and more with less and less effort. So oftentimes we have to consciously and with sometimes a great amount of effort, keep things simpler. And I've been experiencing this oftentimes with with our designs. It's so easy nowadays to make very, very beautiful and very good looking designs, especially with the great tools that we have and the design systems that we have. So how can we ensure that we are keeping things simple and serving the purposes that that we need? So 
definitely check that out. We won't rehash the entire newsletter and podcast, but you can find both of those at productthinking.cc. And of course, uh, on whatever feed you are listening to this, you can check out the some of the recent podcasts. And finally, from this month, loved how to rethink marketing for tech products. So our book review on the book loved, which I reviewed and unfortunately did not love it. I think it had a ton of potential, uh, but unfortunately fell short for me. Uh, quoting from the the post that I wrote and from the podcast, overall, I was disappointed by loved. I had hoped for a solid book on product marketing with insights or tidbits I could use as a product manager or product leader. I didn't feel like I got that. I felt more, it felt more like a heavily corporatized book focused on the boardroom or consultant. It isn't an on the ground useful book you can take lessons from and begin applying to your work, in my opinion. So some interesting bits and pieces, but it just, unfortunately, that book fell kind of short for me. But uh, you can definitely check out the review of that and check it out for yourself if you are interested. So those are the articles and posts from this month uh, from Product Thinking. So definitely check that out. And you can, of course, check out the podcast versions of those as well, wherever you are listening right now. So some other articles and interesting bits from around the interwebs. Lumber prices, while back to around their pre-COVID levels, found this super interesting. I remember going to get lumber in 2020 and questioning my sanity and memory with how expensive two by fours were. And then realizing I wasn't the only one working on a home project and that demand was spiking as supply was also taking a hit at that time. So this was right uh, as the pandemic was starting and all of these uh, factors were influencing the price of lumber, which continued to stay high for quite some time. And it looks like they've come back down. So no more excuses on those home projects or finishing the basement, uh, whatever the case may be. So interesting. Also interesting implications for different markets and different parts of economies. So uh, check out that article. Uh, The next one, the unlikely cure for burnout, a second job. I found this super interesting. We've talked about burnout a couple of times here and on my other podcast, Product by Design, and it's a great topic. So this article caught me a little bit by surprise from Wired. Uh, I wouldn't expect that adding a second job is the way to manage burnout. And it's not so much the second job, but the way that we approach work. Uh, that the article the article talks about. And I think that that makes sense. So I'll quote from it. With multiple jobs, the posters, talking about posters in different forums like Reddit, say that they never quite get attached to any. It's a rejection of work as identity and an embrace of jobs as a means to an end. And most have an exit strategy, the financial goal or number that will see them pack it all in. Overemployment provides a sense of newfound confidence and positivity amid uncertain times, a feeling of taking back power. So found that super interesting. Uh, overemployment being the term that they use for having uh, multiple jobs at one time and then using that as an unlikely cure for burnout, uh, changing the way that they're approaching 
uh, jobs, not using it necessarily as an identity, but as a means to an end, which ultimately is what a job can be for many of us and, and is probably a good way to look at it. So definitely check that one out. Next article, it could be, it could soon be time to bid a final final farewell to floppy disks. I hope we never have to say goodbye to floppy disks. Uh, I grew up needing them in school and we actually had real floppy disks with games on them for our Commodore 64 in my home. So that was our first computer, a Commodore 64 and actual real floppy disks. So not the smaller, harder disks that, uh, that sometimes we call floppy disks, but literally the big disks that were in fact floppy. Uh, but all good things must come to an end. So maybe in the next few years, we may actually stop seeing floppy disks altogether until they come back full circle, as most things tend to do. So those are some of the articles from around the web. Uh, some good listens, some good podcasts. Uh, first one, Driving Business Value Through Design, a conversation with UX Reactor founder uh, Satyam Kantamini. Uh, I had a, a really great conversation with Satyam. Um, he has led various in-house design organizations at companies such as Citrix and PayPal. Uh, he's also an alumnus of Harvard Business School and now the founder of UX Reactor, which is a specialized UX design firm. He all, also authored a new book, uh, which we talked about together. So if you're looking for a really great discussion on business value and design, uh, definitely check that one out over a product by design, uh, where we had a, a, a really great conversation. Uh, Kieran Setia on midlife. So I found this one over on econ talk, uh, another podcast. And I thought it was really interesting. It got me thinking not just about midlife, uh, which I'm not there yet. Uh, but just, just, just for the record, uh, but about the journey versus the destination. And it has many implications for life and for product. This idea of uh, being focused on the journey or the process versus the destination or the the project, and and they talked a lot about that, both in the context, mostly in the context of life. But I think that there's a lot of really good applications for what we do in work and other things as well. And a little bit of background on that: John Stuart Mill's midlife crisis came at twenty. So I guess it doesn't matter when your midlife crisis comes. When he realized that if he got what he desired, he still wouldn't be happy. Art and poetry and maybe love saved the day for him. So in the, in this episode, they talk about uh, the book Midlife, which I haven't read yet, but I actually uh, got so I can, I can read that one. And uh, Satya argues that we can learn from Mill to help deal with the uh, ennui which, to which so many midlifers succumb along with the regrets for roads not taken and wistfulness for what could have been. They argue that a life, a well-lived life, needs fewer projects and more pursuits that don't have goals or endpoints. So more about the journey than the end goal or the, the project itself. So interesting. I think it's a good take. Uh, definitely check that one out. And No Code and Back Endless Development, a conversation with founder Mark Piller. Uh, This was another conversation and interview I did over on Product by Design. Uh, Mark has founded two successful companies and shares his experience about Back Endless. Uh, So we discussed his move to the United States, uh, creating good applications, 
uh, how to scale, um, uh, how to understand programming principles, uh, low code and no code. Uh, it's a great discussion. Definitely go check that one out as well. So those are some of the podcasts from this past month. Uh, let's talk about some books too. Uh, so from this past month, Gut, The Inside Story of Our Body's Most Underrated Organ. I thought this book was a great read. I learned a ton of fun tidbits and gained a new appreci appreciation for the complexity of our body and the role of our gut in our, our overall health. Uh, it's incredible how influential uh, our gut is on our body and our mind, and I suspect that we don't even understand it all. So if you're interested in that kind of uh, deep dive into the complexities of your gut and digestive system, definitely check that book out. Uh, I thought it was well worth it. And the history of ancient Rome. Uh, we're heading to Rome and Italy, uh, which means I will likely take a little bit of time off of this newsletter and podcast, but more to come on that. And I am trying to learn as much as I can about the history of ancient Rome and Italy. So I am finishing this these courses on the history of ancient Rome, and we'll move on to Italy after the fall of the Roman Empire soon. But if you're looking for a good overview, a uh, super interesting place to start, I link it in, obviously, this week's newsletter, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. So if you're interested in the history, definitely check that out. And wow, ton of ton of history. Uh, it is a very, very long overview, but it I mean, it, it's having to basically just skip through a whole bunch of it because there's so much depth that I didn't even realize. So super interesting. And finally, interesting finds uh, from this month. Uh, this one just stood out to me. Uh, the viral post generator. Uh, some of you may have seen this, uh, but something this good, it bears repeating because it never gets old. It is a website. Uh, viral post generator, and I link it, and it has found the secret formula to LinkedIn influencing. And all you need to do is pick what you did today and an inspirational thought, and it will generate a viral LinkedIn post for you. So what did I do today? I Let me just tell you, I wrote a newsletter and I found my creativity. So here is my viral LinkedIn post that you know maybe I should put up there. So I can go viral. I saved someone's life today. I walked in the street, wrote a newsletter, enjoyed every moment when suddenly I heard someone screaming. What did I do? Well, obviously, I went to save their life. Don't ask how. Then we wrote a newsletter together. In return, they taught me how to find your creativity. I call that a win-win. Thoughts. And of course, lots of line breaks so that you have to expand it out and actually read it. So there is my viral post that maybe I should put up, but I also put a screenshot too. Absolutely love it. Uh, we had a great time on Slack uh, generating lots of viral posts. So if you haven't done that yet, you should definitely do that now. So that is it. Uh, lumber prices, second jobs, floppy disks, Pax Romana, and a number of other things from this past month. Of course, you can check it all out at productthinking.cc. Uh, follow this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out all the previous ones as well. Uh, follow us on social media at Product Thinking. That's just one T in the middle on social media, two T's everywhere else. 
and follow me at Kyle Larry Evans. And you can find the links to all of that in the show notes. And until next time, keep questioning all of those assumptions.